Happy Tuesday evening, everybody. Two days gone, three days to go, and then it's the weekend. Yay! I was listening to Mark Driscoll, and he was preaching about, uh, you know, the government and and uh, just how just a lot of control. And I just love this man's preaching. I think he's a great preacher. Uh, he's the guy in Phoenix, Arizona, Real Faith by Mark Driscoll. Guy's really passionate. Just, you know, he can... He can be loud, but the guy's pretty serious too. I mean, he has some really great points. Really enjoyed. Anyways, let's read God's Word, Exodus 13. This is a Tomorrow Christian Today reading Exodus 13 in the NLT. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your Word. Your Word is a joy and it's a light in this world. There's so much serious things going on. There's so much people who are isolated and lonely and empty, Lord. And I think it's a sign of the times and I think it's just a sign that you're getting closer. And I just want to be a person that I I want to be raising you up because you said, if you be lifted up, you will exalt all men towards you. And I think that's the best way to do that is just to read your word and let the Holy Spirit drop like rain among the people who want to receive him. So, Lord, please help us now as we read your word. Help us to grow. Help us to become spiritually stronger. Help us to focus, Lord, on your son and how excellent and pure he was. And we thank you that you are sanctifying us, consecrating us, concentrating us for a new world that is yet to come. Our destiny does not stop at the end of this one. It begins. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen. Exodus 13, dedication of the firstborn. Then the Lord said to Moses, dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites. The first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to me. So Moses said to the people, this is a day to remember forever. The day you left Egypt, the place of your slavery. Today the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. Remember eating no food containing yeast. You know what? We've been brought out of spiritual Egypt. We've been brought out of the world. Today is the first day of the beginning of our lives. A new life in Christ Jesus. He is the firstborn of all creation, and he makes us sons and daughters of God. I just think that's so wonderful. I was just reconnecting with some of my old friends that I had from the other church, and it's so nice to to talk to them again. They're not really religious. They don't seem to really want to talk about religion anymore, which I find to be very sad, since we all kind of grew up together in the other church. And I I just don't know why the Holy Spirit has been sort of suppressed. It, 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 it makes me sad, but I do know that I want to connect to them. I want to talk to them. I want to be their friend. I don't want to pound them over the head with scriptures. I want to be sort of, you know, we all run together. And even though we, we don't agree, we respect each other's boundaries. And it's so hard because I don't find myself to be any smarter, any better, any kind, any more righteous than them. And yet somehow I just feel that the Lord is with me. And I guess maybe I'm just supposed to find a way that Jesus would find to to influence people for his glory, not to whomp them over the head with the scriptures, not to lecture them, not to guiltize them, but to just somehow somehow try to be that presence where they can where, where they can know that, you know, um, I'm, you know, to influence them for Christ. That's what I'm doing here. That's why I want to read the scripture. I just want to communicate that joy without lecturing to anybody over the head. Anything I say here, 
I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. It's just my two cents. Really, what you should focus on, even if you don't, if you blot me out, is really focusing on God's word. And for me, reading God's word in the NLT is just so much more fun because it's it's really understandable to me. And if I really want to compare it with something else like the KJV or the ESV or all the other hundreds of Bible uh, stuff, all I have to do is read my Bible, my ESV Bible, go to Version Bible and just do a compare and I can just see the different translations. So we have those resources on hand and we should use them. This is the age of grace. Let's use the grace to climb higher towards Christ. On this day in early spring in the month of Abib, you have set, been set free. You must celebrate this event in this month each year after the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. All these people, I guess, are, you know, non, they're not believers or, or they're corporatively, they're racist. Maybe there's some good people in there. You know, I mean, when Israel was going through, uh, you know, the desert, I mean, they, they ran into, you know, for Jericho, they ran into the prostitute, Rahab, Rahab, yeah, her name is Rahab. She was, you know, part of another race, but yet there was, there was a, there was an openness of her towards God, and especially what they, what they, she saw was happening with the Israelites. She said, "Your God is helping you win, win battles. Your God is powerful." She was influenced by God's spirit by what she saw God doing in the children of Israel. People are going to be influenced by us if God's words settle into our actions, into our hearts. Into the, into the DNA, the spiritual DNA of our very being. People are going to be influenced and they're going to start asking questions because they want to see power. There's a lot of unhappiness, a lot of lonely people, a lot of isolated people, a lot of people who feel powerless and helpless and that life is not going the way they expected. You must celebrate this event in the month each year after the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites. Uh, verse 6, for seven days the bread you eat must be made without yeast. Okay, so there's no yeast, there's no yeast to blow it up. It's not, it's unleavened bread, and I guess that's a sign of no pride, no inflation of self. Then on the seventh day, celebrate a feast of the Lord. Celebrate. Eat bread without yeast during those seven days. In fact, there must be no yeast bread or any yeast at all found within the borders of your land during this time. So yeast seems to be kind of a bad thing. You know, it blows up bread. People use yeast to, to make bread inflate. Man, I've, I've walked into a house where someone is baking bread. It's awesome. It smells so good. I don't know how to make it, but a lot of people have bread makers. My wife had a bread maker for once, um, you know, once upon a time in a land far away. Uh, but we don't, obviously, we don't have it anymore. On the seventh day, you must explain to your children, I'm celebrating what the Lord did for me when I left Egypt. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you. Like a mark, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Let it remind you always to recite this teaching of the Lord. Did you see that? It says this festival will be a, a visible sign to you like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. That's really odd. I didn't really realize that before I read that. I didn't really get it. It's kind of like the mark of the beast on your hand or on your forehead. Interesting. What does that mean? Is it a real mark? Is it a mark that you're doing something because you want to do it or because you have to do it? I mean, is that what that represents in Exodus 13? Is that what that represents in Revelation 13? It's something that you want to do 
uh, with your heart, which is kind of your head, your brain, right? Your, your, your brain kind of represents who you are, how you think. It represents your heart. But then in your hand, it's like, okay, I got to do it because that's what's demanded of me. You know, I, ha I have to do it. Of course, your hand could also be disciplined too, right? It could be love and discipline as well. You know, I mean, I, I go to the gym. I love it. But sometimes it's discipline. I know I, I can't miss. I can't miss because if I do, my day is wrecked. I'm all going to stay in here, work from home. I'm going to be sleepy. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to feel like I failed, that I didn't seize the day. You know, uh, what's that word? Um, Carpus DM seize the day. You know, I love it, but I'm disciplined. And I know those guys are going to be there. I know they're going to say, hey, where were you yesterday? Did you sleep in? Did you need a rest day? Did you need a warm milk drink and a back rub too? Did you get your little gummy bears? How sweet. How very nice. Take another rest day. It's okay. We don't want to push you too hard. I know that's how they think. I can't let them win. It says, let it remind you always to recite this teaching of the Lord. With a strong hand, the Lord rescued you from Egypt. So observe the decree of this festival at the appointed time each year. Love and discipline. God rescued you from the world. Your destiny is not death. It's life eternal. Isn't that worth something? This is what you must do when the Lord fulfills the promise he swore to you and to your ancestors. When he gives you the land where the Canaanites now live, you must present all firstborn sons and firstborn male animals to the Lord, for they belong to him. A firstborn donkey may be brought back from from uh, may be brought back from the Lord by presenting may be bought back I'm sorry bought back from the Lord by presenting a young a lamb or young goat in its place a lamb but if you do not buy it back you must break its neck oh boy however you must buy back every firstborn son and in the future your children will ask you what does all this mean then you will tell them with the power of his mighty hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, the place of our slavery. God doesn't want you to forget about him. God doesn't, I, I'm a father, I don't want my kids to forget about me. It hurts me when my kids don't um, so, uh, text me. And, and of course, my, my daughter says, hey, you know, we were away, that's why. And it's like, okay, it's okay. You know, you don't feel, have to feel obligated. I'm secretly glad that she wanted to, to contact me. I'm secretly, secretly glad. But I don't want her to feel like she's obligated or she has to apologize to me, right? But I am kind of glad to hear from my daughter and my son, because I love him tons. I love him tons and tons and tons and tons. And God is for you. And God loves you tons and tons and tons and tons. Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go. So the Lord killed all the firstborn males throughout the land of Egypt, both people and animals. That is why I now sacrifice all the firstborn males to the Lord, except that the firstborn sons are always brought back. This ceremony will be always bought back, brought, bought back, except that the firstborn sons are always bought back. This the ceremony will be like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. It is a reminder that the power of the Lord's mighty hand brought us out of Egypt. I keep getting brought and bought and mixed up. Hey, you know what? So the sons are bought back. We've been bought back. I just realized we have been bought back from Satan. God made us. He was our original father. We were made perfect. We messed it up. We handed ourselves to Satan. Satan doesn't care about you. He's not your creator. He hates you. He just wants you to go down with the ship with him. But God 
bought us back through Jesus Christ. Wow, here is salvation inside Exodus 13. 13 is not such a great number, seems to be a bit of an unlucky number. Revelation 13, Exodus 13. But God bought us back with his own blood. Here is salvation right in Exodus 13. How can you not be touched by this? How can you not be moved by this? How can your heart not, even the coarsest, toughest, roughest man who's a sailor, who's a hard case, how do you not feel anything for your heavenly father, which bought you back? Because you are worth everything to him, everything. Even the life of his own son, his own life, you were worth it. When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through uh, Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus, the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. I guess we're in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army, yes sir. I'm too young to ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery, but I'm in the Lord's army, yes sir. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. That was 400 years ago. That was 430 years ago. And they did it, they remembered. That was more than the United States has been a nation. Can you imagine that? That's That just blows my mind. Blows my mind. <clears throat> the Israelites left Sukkoth, Sukkoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. That word Sukkoth, that means something. I, I've seen that name before. I've seen that um, before, but I can't quite remember it. So we'll move on. If I remember it, I'll mention it later. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. Does that God do that for us? Isn't that God guiding us day and night in our lives? Isn't he giving us that lantern that we shine out in front of us on the narrow path? Isn't God guiding you through the day, through your job, through your life, through your relationships? Do you want God's guidance? I do. Didn't want it before, but I certainly do now. These are precarious times. I think we need God's light just to, to be okay, because the world's not an okay place to live. A lot of, lot of problems are happening. This allowed them to travel by day or by night, and the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. God said that he will walk with us, be with us, live in us, and he said he will never leave us or forsake us. It's all here in Exodus 13.